0: Welcome to Humanize IT, where technology experts meet to discuss business strategy, industry trends, how we can make IT more personal with conversations, not presentations, and occasionally engage in a laugh or two. In this episode of Humanize IT, Skip and I talk about the viability of conferences in the post pandemic world. Are they worthwhile to have in a person, or are they going to shift in some other direction that we don't know about yet? Will they be more virtual in the future? We have disagreeing opinions on this topic and would like to know what you think about it. Is there a place for conferences anymore or do they need to go the way of the Dodo? Uh,
1: with well, Peloton's
0: th- trying to save a lot of face right now. Yeah. So, yeah like, sure. they probably said, hey,
1: we'll give you two. <laughs> I'm not sure but, how that came about, but it was definitely an, an up. Cause it used to be, you know, uh, an iPad or, or, you know, some sort of, you know, back in the day, it was, you know, an iPod. Uh, but it was it was nice, but not necessarily anything exciting. And yeah, I mean, it's
0: I don't know they have got they've got, to, they've got to up their game somehow if they want to attract people in there. I mean, yeah, we want to get out, but also you know, IT people are busy and we're also most a lot of introverts. But I do I do have on our schedule for a podcast to record here in the next couple of weeks is IT versus exercise. And right. it's uh, the the topic we got to talk about is things like Peloton. Like, who knew that technology would take that turn? Like, that walking desks. That is true. And yeah. um, like, you can actually ride with people from your house, uh-huh. and so or you know the walking desks and uh, standing desks, and like, these are pieces of technology that you never would have thought have been around. Yeah. So we have a whole episode we'll record on that That'd in a couple good. weeks. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, but anyways, like with the conference, like I just don't see what I'm going to get out of a conference anymore. I really don't. With webinars as fancy and as awesome as they are, I do not understand why I would want to drop two grand into going to a conference and just to be talked to by a bunch of vendors when I can get the same experience
1: sitting at my desk. Okay. All right. So I, I think we we might have different kind of views on on conferences in general well there's so,
0: there's my view which is the right one uh, and your view let, which let's is, clarify from, let's let's is the clarify wrong one you know,
1: just so everybody knows yeah. so uh, you know pre-pandemic what is your what is your motivator for going to a conference if you're not speaking at it right? if you're attending what what is your motivator for going to a conference uh
0: networking networking okay all right and that, back when I was an IT guy it was it was uh, getting to to network and uh, you know early on like when I first started going to conferences it was just cool to go and I was like oh I can see a bunch of cool speakers but now you can watch all the speakers recorded events afterwards yeah
1: okay all right well I I guess I've always enjoyed the the how do we how do we put this the the squirrel. All right, the, the sparkly thing, and not necessarily the the giveaway stuff. Right, I, I quit collecting the giveaways. Oh, stuff. I love me some no, swag. I, 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 love I, I me I swag decades ago. No. it was just no. too much. All right. You gotta keep. You gotta grab as much as you can, and you give it to your kids. No, it, and yeah, my kids got older, and I I really got tired of lugging that around. But what I found most attractive was just taking it all in and finding the random things that I didn't even know to, to look for. I mean, everything has been available, you know, now on the web as far as information wise for a long, long time. So if I wanted to know about something, I I would go research it, but I was really able to go to conferences and I always came away with these one or two or three items that I didn't know I wanted to know. And, And that was my big value of conferences. So going forward you know what, what are they going to look like is that still going to be the draw or you know the, the the networking obviously the the content in a conference is it doesn't sound like it's it's a top priority for either one of us so yeah what what are they going to look like in in the coming coming years i think i think if
0: i had to pick anything if i were to design a conference it would be completely centered around like q and a like dialogue Rather than presentation. So you go to the conference and there will be limited seats. So there's gonna be a hundred people in the audience per speaker, rather than the old 30,000 or the, the thousand in the room. It's gonna be a hundred people and you sign up. First person to sign up gets the seat. And then it becomes more about the Q and A. So every person okay. is required to have a 20 minute Q and A um, and so that there's audience participation. So you can go in and maybe ask questions that you maybe would not have been able to get answers to about where is Cisco going with SDN or whatever their latest thing is. Where is uh, the speaker predicting that technology will be in a year? So a little bit more engagement and a little bit more focus on that personal, like, hey, we're gonna talk, but make it more exclusive make it make it a more exclusive event where it's not just 10,000 people at a Microsoft event. Yeah. And you're going for that big conference but going for that valuable conference where I can attend, develop some relationships and get some knowledge that maybe I wouldn't have had
1: before. That would be interesting. Yeah, I I attended uh my first my first virtual conference was actually about 3 years ago, I guess uh and i was surprised it was it was a a version of that surprise that that squirrel deal so i i got a random com uh random invite to this big microsoft um conference that had been sold out surprisingly last minute you know no attendees uh no more attendees allowed sort of deal and so i thought well you know wow what what sold out so quickly and so i got to look at it and i realized this was all centered around the Microsoft uh, Business Intelligence product, uh, powered by BI, was you know their big thing, and and the product I'd heard about it coming, it had kind of already launched, but really hadn't done much, and so I showed up to that conference not knowing what a lot of people were going to talk about. And I guess you know maybe that's been my uh, my attack on these many of these conferences is I as I go and I already know what they're going to say. I already know the answers that they're going to give. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty well involved with the technology, so there's not much surprising. But I was surprised at the Microsoft BI conference years ago about what was available and the tools and how they worked. And it was it was one of the first ever conferences that I went to that content was was very very valuable. But I did also realize that. I was missing totally out on on the on the connection side. So at, at the time I was working for a Microsoft partner and I wanted to, you know, lean over and ask someone, hey, that sounds really cool, but what do you think the chances of us figuring that licensing key, that licensing structure out are? You know, and hear the, their feedback on that, not, not against the, the presenter, but against, you know, who might be sitting around and, and I didn't yeah, get that. I mean-
0: but that's just that's just a technical limitation so what if you had a virtual conference where you could have those side conversations one of the problems i have with zoom right now is that the general discussion isn't there the i mean there's the chat tool and it's cute and all but largely they force you to speak to the panelists in the webinar but having that general back and forth of people talking about things in the general chat is just not there yeah. or allowing the attendees to have their own like side rooms that they can discuss mini chat rooms so having a full chat feature in zoom would be nice like so you can like say a question out there and just throw it out to like the the group that's there's 100 or 200 people in your webinar somebody says hey has anybody ever done this and then I could PM you. It's like, yeah, I've, I've done that. Yep. You know, you want to talk about it? And you can have those conversations right now. Zoom and the the webinar tools are simply meant for broadcast. Yep, that is true. But if you could build that chat functionality, and maybe that's where you have a Discord channel set up with your webinar. So people can actually like chat back and forth. So mm-hmm. if you join one of our webinars, you get added to the Discord channel and you join that community. Yeah. Well, those kinds of things would be valuable but i think we just need to pressure a little bit more what's missing so you're saying oh well, i can't have those side conversations those quick conversations like well then let's let's include can. discord yeah. into this you know and now not only do i get to talk to you today but i have your contact information uh-huh. and an avenue to talk to you throughout the year we bonded over the fact that we both really hated dealing with that last FortiGate upgrade. And now <laughs> we Microsoft can bitch about out. it for the next couple of years on uh, Discord or whatever Slack channel we have. Yep.
1: And for those of you uh, who aren't directly in the IT community and you're hearing us talk about this, I'm not sure if this is exclusive to IT. I, I know it's not exclusive, but it may be a little bit more predominant. When IT guys get together, we are surprisingly generous with our information if we've figured out how to it's the trenches man it it's is. like you know it's a fellow soldier <laughs> uh, that's it and so you know another thread that anybody in it will then find that's microsoft licensing it has never been simple it has never been easy to to work through the microsoft maze of licensing that's always out there and if someone figures something out they're always more than happy to share their newfound knowledge with just about anybody, even though those people that they're sharing with are also reselling the exact, the exact same product. And, you know, competition between, you know, individuals is pretty rare when you get at these national conferences, but uh, no one really even thinks about it. It's not really a concern of are you a competitor of me or not? It's just, hey, I have information, and I'll be happy to share it. And perhaps that's one of the things that, you know, me coming up in my professional career uh, so heavily within the IT community, that's what conferences are to me. It's, it's this sharing of information, not necessarily exclusively from a presenter, but from all the other attendees, the vendors that are there. I can't tell you how many very candid conversations I've had with vendors that weren't necessarily about their product or might not even been entirely, um, you know, beneficial conversations to their product, but they were honest. They were just being IT guys sharing information. I learned they were, a lot. They
0: were, talking to, they were talking in a non-recorded channel. Yes,
1: that's a non-recorded channel. Yeah. That, Let me tell they you they really what's going on here. <laughs> <laughs>
0: i do I do like those conversations where you actually get into a candid conversation with a high level like person from RSA or Cisco, where they can kind of t- paint you a little bit better picture now that they're not being like monitored every two seconds. Mm-hmm. And that endears me to the company because I feel like I've got an inside track there on what's going on. And um, I appreciate that. those those conversations are nice. but I don't know well, those maybe does because... this
1: too, that you turn them around. So I was at one, and I had, uh, an opportunity to speak directly with a Cisco uh, application developer. And so it was, uh, I, I almost screwed it up royally, but uh, so we get this Cisco guy in the room and there's a small number of people there. We're talking about this specialized tool that they have. Uh, I've got a lot of hands-on experience with it just in the previous couple of months ramping up to this conference. And he asked a question, like, how do you like that tool? And fortunately, you know the the civil filter picked on picked up in my mind, and I, I said something appropriate. What I really wanted to say was talk about how big a piece of crap it was, uh, and I didn't. Though I, I I was I was polite, and the next words out of his mouth were, "I wrote that tool. Did you know that?" <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> so I was like, "Woo!" Dodged a bullet there. But it, it was then I just I seized on the application, and I w- because I didn't I didn't tick the guy off. I could say, you know, there's a couple of things that we really need, and so I took it as you know a, an opportunity for very positive criticism, and I was able to express you know straight to a very critical, very instrumental you know resource within this product. Some key features that need it needed, and you know, I, I, there's no way I would have gotten that opportunity without this kind of random incident, this random connection at a conference. So, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe you know, there's a there, oh, someone's gonna try, chime in hopefully and educate me. There's a there's a chaos theory we need to apply to conferences. Is that is that the next uh, evolution here in figuring out what's going to work?
0: I don't know. All I know is that I've been getting emails lately. Um, I don't know if you're aware, but there are people out there whose job it is to get people to attend your conference, <laughs> right? So you can, they're like a lead gen person, yep. like you yep. call them, you say, hey, um, I'm going to have a conference. Can you fill seats? And they say, yes, I can fill up to X number of seats if you, if you host a conference. Okay. And I have been getting hit up by these people lately. And they're like, hey, we'd, I would love to have you as my guest at this conference. I'm like, well, usually people pay me to come to the conference and speak. <laughs> um, so yep. why would I come for free? Yeah, wow. yep. <laughs> and so like, it was funny because I, sh- I need to send you this email thread. Because eventually I figured out that I was on a on some on some kind of automated email response. Oh, because oh yeah. <laughs> I explained to him like, well, if if you need me to speak or something like that, then please check out my podcast, check out my uh, my company, and see what's going on here. And then immediately, I or like three hours later, I get a response back saying wow, I'd really love for you to sign up for our conference. Please go to this website, yeah, typo yeah. here. Um, and I'm like, okay, this email is to respond back to you to see what kind of bot I'm talking to. Uh, <laughs> and so people are desperate to fill these seats at these conferences that I'm getting automated bots you, you need to, reaching out to you, you me. You have to filter
1: your email through, a, what was it, a Turing? A Turing, a Turing test. <laughs> a Turing test to see if you're oh emailing my someone real or not.
0: <laughs> I just, I have my answer bot on my phone so that if you're a spammer, you go something. I need something else with my email so that automatically responds back to you with an auto-response. Like, oh, you obviously are a scammer. Ah. I'm going to start leading you on down this trail. Yes, I like those. <laughs> I like those. So anyways, um, I I don't know. I think that conferences are dead. I, I, you skip, thinks that they're very much alive and that there's a place I, I for think them. They're,
1: they're, they're, I think there's an opportunity for them to live.
0: It'll be virtual conferences at best, I think. I think that we have witnessed the end of the in person large conference and uh well, I don't here's, know here's if they'll another come driver. Back. Here's another check driver. Me, check me check me in a year. Well, well But I, I'm
1: telling you, it, It's more complicated gun. than than we might be be looking at, you know, surprisingly. You know, life is never that simple. So this conference that I was at uh, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area near kind of the convention center area, and there's a lot of them down there. Uh, It was a large uh, hotel conference center in the Hilton brand, uh, very, very large facility uh, with a very large parking lot to accommodate conference attendees in their business normal sort of area. They had taken these large concrete Planters and blocked off. I don't know several acres worth of parking, and have basically just said, you know, nobody coming in here. So here's the here's the real. Now you know some of you might have heard my uh, you know my my take on this. There's always a real estate thread, right? But uh, this is the real estate take on on conferences. Um, they have huge facilities now that are way, way underutilized. I mean, the one that I was at would normally host three or four very large conferences. There were two and a half there, I guess. I mean, there were ours and and two others. No, there are ours and and two others, uh, and the other two were just little one-room events. So um, I don't know. There's going to be a big draw for that entire industry that has supported these large type of events. What are they going to do? Are they just going to yep. shrivel up and go out of business? I, I got a feeling that some of those people aren't going to go out without a fight, and whether that's I, price I get it. or that's,
0: features, it's a it's a huge industry. Yeah. But I get it. Like once you've lost the the interest, it's gone. Mm-hmm. Like there's been a, that's happened in the past. Yeah. yeah, It Just dries up and it goes away. And you need to find something else to do with these giant facilities, and they become ghost towns because you can get something else. But, yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe we'll do this in a year, and we'll see if uh, if things picked up. But I, I like really that. think yes. I like that if that. things don't get more interesting, if there isn't some kind of um, get gimmick,
1: and yeah.
0: maybe that's what people need to know is, like, hit up conferences like in the next few months, because they're going to have every gimmick known to man. Yes. to try to they're attract you. Great like, giveaways. They're, and, and they're going to be giving away like linen. cars, you know, <laughs> yes. they're going to be like, <laughs> Hey, at that last one, they gave away a Porsche to that guy. <laughs> like, so you want to be one <laughs> of the few people over the next few months while it's dying because there's so much money to be lost. If they don't get interest back in these conferences yep. that you're going to see some really interesting gimmicks to try to get people to come back in. So, keep your eye on up for that. But I think in a year we'll meet again. So the, the May podcast or the June podcast for 2022, okay. we'll cover this again and we'll see who's right. Skip or Adam. That will be Until good. Then. That's kind
1: of conference season. And, and we will, we will update. All, Feel free online. to reach
0: out and tell us uh, what your thoughts are at, at uh, coaching at virtual biz, or leave some comments on the podcast and we'll see what you guys all think. Thank you, skip for coming and yeah. we'll see you guys next week. Thank you for joining us today. If you like our podcast, please subscribe, comment, and check out our Facebook page. Also encourage others who want to see IT transform to subscribe as well. We could always use your help.